Welcome to the Inner Trends Podcast. Welcome to the future of mobility. Simply say on track. So here we are again, InnoTrans Podcast with our brand new episode, our fourth episode actually, and we're really happy that you tuned in because today we got a special guest and today we're talking a bit more about, let's say, technical stuff. But first of all, as usual, I welcome on show Kerstin Schulz. Kerstin, hi. Hi, Tim. How are you? It's getting um, <laughs> it's getting good actually because we got so many good feedback on our last episode uh, with um, Michael Peter, um, CEO of Siemens Mobility. That was really inspiring, and I promise this time we have again a really, really. I don't want to say great episode, but it's a really interesting episode from a different angle of mobility. Maybe let's turn it that way. Kerstin, um, we, we got a lot of feedback and um, people are like really keen on our InnoTrans intro. And I, I, I don't want to be the mean guy here because we usually start and you never get to answer these ice-breaking questions. So I thought for this time, Kerstin, I, I put you in the place and um <laughs> let's see how, how you deal with it and for, for the people that is really we, we didn't spoke about that before and uh, we didn't speak about that before um so casting this is like out of the blue and here's the question for you uh -oh. that rhymes that's good um at innotrans we we have that big ceremony the opening ceremony um which guest would you like to have on stage in 2022 is there someone um Maybe not dead, just say just alive, alive people. Who would you like to have a mind blowing performance at the InnoTrans opening ceremony? Oh, I have to think about that one. Um, what actually comes in my mind, um, I would like to um, have as a guest Richard Branson. R Richard Branson, the. Uh, The British um, visionary, um, visionary, let's say, interpreter. Yeah, um, you know, he's very visionary. He, I think he did um, a, um, a railway company. He's, uh, I think he's flying to the moon. And um, I think he's um, working on one of the Hyperloops as well. So he's he's also he's also a, a business magnet, investor, and yeah, you would like to have him at uh, the opening ceremony at Innocence. So maybe Mr. Uh, Sir Charles, um, no, Sir Richard Charles Nicholas Branson, if you listen to the Innocence podcast, feel free. This is an invitation. <laughs> yeah. And what you could also see, uh, except for the really amazing opening ceremony, would be our um, today's topic here. It is our uh, Buster's play. So, Kerstin, what actually is the bus display? Yeah, the bus display um, at Innotrans is very unique because when you drive with a bus directly to the center of the fairground, um, there's the summer garden and the buses can stay on static display and go directly from the static display um, to a 500 meter long circuit called demonstration course and they can go around and show the electric buses in action and this is really unique because it's um, directly connected to all other exhibition halls. 
And uh, what, what can you see um, except for the bus? So the bus is also a really important vehicle for the actually for the future of mobility because it's really sustainable vehicle. Um, so what was your favorite um, item on the bus display at Innotrans 2018? Is there something in specific? Um, actually, um, I remember uh, I saw a, a visitor running to the Solaris bus. And running. Yeah, running. He was very excited and he said, oh, have you seen this is the Obino? Oh, my God, I can see that Obino live. And um, that was really amazing that people are so excited to see the buses live. And actually, um, the drive uh, system in the Solaris bus, in the in the Obino, is from uh, Foytobo, our guest Today's today. guest, yeah. exactly. This is our guest today. It's uh, Cornelius Weizmann. And Cassian, I would say thank you for uh, for your, for your input as usual. So we learned that uh, Richard Branson is now of officially invited to uh, the <laughs> opening ceremony. Greetings. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, and I guess now it's time that we uh, have a talk with uh, Foy Turbo, actually, with Cornelius Weizmann. Okay, have fun. We welcome now on our show Cornelius Weizmann, CEO Foyt Turbo Mobility. Hello, Mr. Weizmann. Nice to have you on the show. Hello, Tim Wegner. Nice to meet you. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we meet in this digital space. Um, hopefully, we meet then in person at Innotrans 2022. Um, let us start with our Innotrans intro. It's a bit like breaking the ice. And uh, I've been told that you are a gifted uh, triathlete. And that's a funny story. I only managed to run a half marathon once and it was a really warm day in Berlin and uh, I cracked my ankle like three kilometers uh, close to the finish line. And um, oh, oh. I kept on I kept on running because I was totally in the mood and I thought, okay, you're almost done, Tim, run. And I heard some really good music and then close before the finish line, I saw the finish line. It's really, really nice view in Berlin. You see the Brandenburger Gate and the Fernsehturm. And uh, then the, so the song switched to a Taylor Swift song, which I never put in my playlist. And I was like, how did this song? And I was like totally stressed and I ran it over the finish line and I had this really soft uh, Taylor Swift song. So I wonder if I read your gifted uh, triathlete, what song especially pushes you just before the finish line? Well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that story that you had that bad experience uh, while running. Um, ended good actually <laughs> ended good correct and, and I have to say first of all someone exaggerated totally because uh, I'm a, a, a real hobby triathlon only um, but I'm trying to finish uh, without uh, injuries actually um, I'm I'm the one that never listens to music actually never because uh, not while doing sports because I love uh, you know the silence uh, like like to just uh, consume the environment around. Really? And, um, so th that's why the, never music. And I don't remember the music, uh, um, especially when you try to reach the finish line. I'm totally, you know, uh, there's no breath and uh, listening is not so good anymore. So I don't remember, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a triathlete is, a triathlon is a bit longer than, than just a half marathon, but no music. That is uh, really impressive because... I need the beat to actually run. 
but um, totally respect for um, doing all this um, long listening sport without any music. Wow. Well, and, and let me say, add that only, as I said, I'm a hobby one, a hobby triathlon, uh, triathlete only. And therefore, I don't do Ironmans. I only do like uh, Olympic distances, and that's shorter, right? That's like. But there's still there's still quite. Uh, I guess it's ten kilometers running, and five kilometers swimming, and then. Yeah, it's, uh, um, uh, um, it's one point five swimming. Um, it's a ten k run, and in between, it's a forty k um, bike. There's still a lot, frankly. There's still a lot. Um, let, let us go on. Uh, otherwise, we, we would have. I, I guess we could talk about about sports for for ages. But this is still the Inotrans podcast and not not the sport podcast. Um, if you could choose one person in the world, um, who would you invite to have dinner uh, in the Foyt cafeteria? Well, that's always a difficult question to choose. Um... But I would um, I would choose uh, Barack Obama actually, um, a truly inspiring uh, person and 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 leader. Um, where um, my correlation is with him saying I, w I worked in the U.S. starting starting in the year two thousand nine mm -hmm. where he was elected president, and I I think he's a true he was a very positive leader, uh, also in comparison to to the one after him, Mr. Trump. Yeah. So uh, this is the guy I would I would like to have a dinner with or a, a canteen uh, meal. Okay, I guess that can be really enlightening. Um, just read his book. And uh, which historical personality would you like to take actually to the Foyt booth at Innotrans? Well, um, also now as we talk about Innotrans, so the rail uh, uh, business, I thought. Um, I would pick uh, Mr. Karl Scharfenberg actually um, uh, to to set that into context. Mr. Scharfenberg is the inventor of the Scharfenberg coupler, um, so the main coupling system for trains today. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, he invented um, his patent in 1904. It was granted, uh, and I, I think he would love seeing uh, an Innotrans today, the size of the rail industry and what happened with his idea of the coupler and uh, what's now happening also when we think about um, um, the cargo business or cargo and, and uh, coupling systems. And that's actually our topic now. Every day um, our world becomes a little more interconnected. Uh, we become even more interconnected with it. International trade actually is booming. In the past, rail freight has not been able to keep pace uh, with the productivity advances of other modes of transport, uh, like shipping or road transport. To maintain competition, companies such as the Deutsche Bahn are striving to automate rail operations to increase productivity by introducing automatic uh, coupling. Automatic coupling is an essential building block for digitization and automation of rail freight in Europe and offers great potential for the entire rail freight system. And what's that actually? Um, we want to talk now with you, Mr. Weissman. So first question, how long did your company work on this project actually? And what are or what were the biggest challenges in implanting it? Yeah, um, thanks for your question. Um, we started actually uh, with 
thinking about um, the freight coupling in 2016 on the Innotrans, where we presented first time a, a first prototype of how we could um, uh, do coupling on, on, on the, in the freight sector. Uh, but it was based on a coupler type that uh, is used a lot today in, in Eastern Europe. Um, starting to 17, just after that, we had um, we started the discussion that we were approached by SBB, um, the, the uh, Swiss uh, cargo business. They had this also that vision of of um, you know how do we get um, the freight business more competitive uh, going forward? And during these discussions together with um, with the uh, SBB, we basically um, defined a, a new. Uh, we defined what are the major requirements, and it's all about you know reliability, transfer of data, and electric uh, um, energy um, that has to be used. And therefore, um, in this process, we decided then for for the Scharfenberg coupler, which I mentioned earlier, on uh, why would I bring him to to the to the Innotrans. Um, now, so basically, we did, we started this development in 2017. In 2019, then um, basically, SBB started with a real uh, big test of of their of an automatic um, freight um, sector. The challenges to be taken in that one is is all about reliability. It's about you know the environment. You have to work in in winter environment in Switzerland or, or elsewhere in Eastern Europe with minus 20, minus 30 degrees, minus 40, but also in the heat where you have plus uh, 30 degrees, plus 40 degrees. And um, making that work and making that reliable work is is um, the key challenge. And uh, we learned a lot uh, during the trials with, with SPB. We are learning a lot in the daily, um, in the daily um, basically traffic that is happening right now um, at, at SPB on a daily basis. So, um, as you just mentioned, you work with SBB Cargo since 2019. Um, how was the uh, rate of fit affected the work structures as well as the profitability of your partner? What is the feedback or the first learnings? Maybe, maybe that's that's better to say. No, that's, that's the right question. The first learning. I mean, it's it's a huge uh, process and and a, a huge learning experience. I mean. The, the target overall is that um, you know w once you build a train um, and you have single wagons that you in a, in a marshalling uh, um, a yard you have to put to put together to a huge mm -hmm. uh, big train and and then um, this takes is time consuming and 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 this is where basically the train the cargo business on rail is not competitive compared to a truck. And cutting that into half is the target um, of, of basically SBB and also other um, operators. Um, now, the, our, our cargo flex um, is, is one piece of it, the automatic coupler. And um, basically, we defined them a first uh, version of the coupler, which enables automatic coupling not yet uh, automatic decoupling um, that would be a different uh, type um, we are talking here it's um, from mm. type one to type five we tested on a type two which means automatic coupling mechanically and pneumatically and um, really the test was good um, actually the, the the system works uh, was very reliable um, one could see that um, 
that once you go the full mile with with um, you know you 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 add the different additional features that are required, mm -hmm. um, the benefits can be seen and can be proven. Um, also, the the winter testing uh, went very well um, at the, um, now um, in the last in the last winter, even though there were, was also quite some hard days. But um, the operator took care very well about our couplers. They even went on when with hand brushes and and cleaned uh, away with the snow. So uh, overall experience was good. So far, to be honest, we cannot say we can say it it it, it looks like that we can bring the savings and 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 benefits uh, like cutting down on time and reducing therefore also um, uh, manpower once you put uh, wanna wanna put together trains. But um, it's still an experience, and we have to do still invest a lot of time um, to finish that development. So, so you're not at the state uh, at the moment to say that uh, this technology is competitive to actually trucks. Well, or, or, or makes uh, the freight uh, rail freight uh, competitive. I think we are on a on a very good track as an industry to show that um, by automatic by automating um, the cargo um, mm. business with with the uh, with with the coupler automatic coupler and adding some additional features like on on the brake systems uh, we have to automate uh, certain uh, features um, we can make that system much more competitive and we can add um, we can you know increase the share it's all about how do we increase the share of of rail in the cargo business compared to the to the mm -hmm. uh, trucks uh, uh, on the street and uh, i think this we can already tell this is possible how long will it will it take that's a very good question because the big thing to make it happen is that we have to um, change a whole system all across europe basically at um, in a very short term uh, a short time frame as You have to change basically all the wagons um, towards the new system, the new couplers, the new um, also um, the new features. Mm -hmm. And the expectation is that we have to switch that system, and that's part of a uh, of the shift to rail initiative right now under European leadership. Uh, within six years is the target, uh, but starting starting in 2023 is then where things should start happening. So by end of 2030, everything should be shifted. And that that's a major challenge for, for the whole industry. So that's ambitious. We just spoke about Europe, or you just mentioned Europe. I mentioned Europe in my, in my intro. Um, what about the rest of the world? I mean, we are talking about making freight more competitive towards, um, towards uh, the road and the ships. Um, so what is about the rest of the world? You're a global leader. Um, what about the US or China or Asia? Yeah, uh, very good question. I think today this initiative basically starts with, uh, with, with Europe. Um, as here we, we have the situation that the, that the rail cargo business is not that competitive and we have high labor costs and we have to improve that if we if we want to, you know, support the Green Deal of the European Union too. Now, once we have achieved that, when we look at to the US, that was your question, this is already a, a, a real cargo market uh, 
because of obviously that yeah. it's a huge country and if you want to go from the west to the east coast it makes a lot of sense to use trains and let them run um, so their share of the cargo business is by far already bigger than um, it is in Europe. Um, in Asia, basically, also, it's a little, it's different because it's bigger dimensions. Um, and um, obviously, there, um, yeah, I can, it's maybe they, they come at a, at a, at a later, later point. Sorry. Maybe China comes to that point after Europe has, has switched that system. Okay, so, so Europe, the, the mission Europe is starting soon. And uh, we just spoke about the future, so let's maybe look a little bit deeper into the, the future together in the view of Innotans 2022. Uh, with CargoFlex, we are witnessing actually the state of a new wave of innovation that is strongly focused on increasing the efficiency of freight transport. As long-time industry expert, what do you think will be the next big game-changer for sustainable mobility? In other words, what, 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 would, what would you and uh, I be talking about here in, in 10 or 20 years? Well, I, I hope a lot that we in 10 years or 20 years, we talk about that we have achieved that transformation of the cargo business um, as we are currently envisioning. And then we are talking about a fully automated um, cargo system on rail um, That enables us to, you know, to be a competitive system to increase the share of cargo on the in the freight sector from today in Germany, as an example, is 19%, and uh, you know up to 25 or or, or 30% percent, um, or even higher. Um, so and by that, um, the transportation sector with uh, the rail transportation supports. Um, yeah, the Green Deal in, in Europe. And, and we make sure we, we do things better than we do them all together today. Um, but it's a huge challenge. And I think it will, it will go for 20 years, as you were saying, until um, this vision really comes true. Until we do this big inner chance uh, for 2040 to a special podcast edition where, where we say you've been on uh, one of the first episodes of this podcast running now for 20 years <laughs> then we talk about it again i, I promise we, we can we can make a deal let's let's talk in 20 years and we see how far um, actually the innovation developed yeah thank you mr weizmann it was really great having you here on the show um lots of enlightening uh, thoughts actually um and i'm really Really looking forward to meeting you and uh, your colleagues at Innotrans 2022. And actually, I mean, we, we are we're doing a podcast, so we can't show the the photo actually of the Cargo Flex here, but it looks quite impressive to me. For I'm not an expert, it looks really, it looks smoothly, nice in a way. <laughs> thank you. That's uh, thank you very much. It was great talking to you. And uh, I'm looking forward. And uh, if I may suggest, I would ask you that we do this. Uh, podcast again in 10 years because then we can already show if the first steps that we we just discussed really happened let's do this so we meet again in uh, 2031 <laughs> but before at that could be and i guess for our audience we will maybe have uh, have a photo of the uh, cargo flex in our um, in, a, in an article at our innotrans blog online Thank you for listening. We're really grateful. And if you have any suggestions or any feedback, 
please write us at podcast at innotrans.de. We are back at the 8th of uh, June with the American Innotrans exhibitor comments. Till then, have a good time, stay healthy, and we will hear again. Simply stay on track. Bye.